You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. It is the month of June, and I thought about inviting some guests that I thought would be suitable for this month because, as we know, Father's Day is celebrated durante el mes de junio. I know that on this podcast, I have Latina voices. I bring in Latina guests so that we can hear our stories about our motherhood journeys, as well as professionals in a variety of fields so that we can be better informed to redefine the meaning of motherhood. And while all of our guests so far have been women, I decided to invite hombres to the table. And that way we can also hear from their stories and their lived experiences as padres, because I thought about them as we honor them during this month of June, as we celebrate Father's Day. I understand that not everyone has a partner who is a man. I also recognize that children grow up with no father or they don't have a father figure. And so I am fully aware of that. But I also thought that, you know, we have to honor those dads that are involved and that are trying to be as present as they can so that they can break generational traumas, generational cycles of padres not being involved in the past with their children. So I thought about creating a series of celebrating a couple of dads that I have personally been following and have known about the work that they have been doing as it relates to padrehood, as it relates to Latino fatherhood, because I feel that oftentimes we don't really know that there are communities out there specifically for Latino dads for them to be involved in. And so mamas, if you have a partner who is a man and who wants to be involved or who wants to create community, know that there are support systems out there. It's just a matter of finding them and it's just a matter of creating them if there's none. I hope that you can encourage your partner to consider these comunidades of padres because I think that they are so helpful and so important so that they are not isolated or they don't feel alone in their fatherhood journeys. The first of three episodes that I have here for you is my interview with Efrain Reyes. Efrain is a Mexican-American father, son, brother, and husband, and he has over eight years working in behavioral health with children, parents, and familias. Through his experience, Efrain has worked with children of all ages and abilities. 
and his love for children called him to support fathers since he saw a lack of support for brown fathers in his community. Therefore, he co-founded the Latino Dad Connection. This organization is dedicated to raise awareness and support for Latino father involvement. Their mission is to inspire brown fathers to move forward and create meaningful connections with their partners and children. Latino Dad Connection provides workshops, groups, and individual coaching to parents and families. Efrain is a certified life coach and holds a master's degree in human and family development from Arizona State University. It was my pleasure to have Efrain on the Viva La Mami podcast and to start off the Father's Day series because we had a really great conversation about fatherhood, about what his meaning of fatherhood is, about the Latino dad connection, and about how he has created community with other dads that they want to create a legacy of their own so that they can be present fathers with their families. And so without further ado, here is my conversation with Efrain Reyes from the Latino Dad Connection. Hola, hola, Efrain. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, Jessica. Muchas gracias. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Yes, thank you for being here and for accepting my invitation because you are a part of the Father's Day series that I have here for the Viva La Mami podcast. I mm. felt that there is a need for Latino dads to also have a voice. And this episode specifically is just so that our listeners can learn more about your platform. I happened to find you, I believe, on Instagram, or I don't even know how this happened, but yeah, I, I felt like there was like an immediate connection that I had because I've never heard of a platform specifically for Latino dads. Yeah. And just talking about fatherhood, padrehood, right? And and just how you are literally building community and you are helping heal so many brown fathers, so many Latino dads. And I'm very, very excited for you to be here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. <laughs> wow. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that warm welcome. And I'm excited to be in your podcast and contribute the best I can. Yes, of course. Well, before we delve into, you know, your platform and everything, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, definitely. A lot. There's a long story, but I try to make it short. Like you mentioned, my name is Efrain Reyes. I live here in Southern California with my wife. I've been together with my wife, Mary, for 10 years, together for 14 and we have two beautiful daughters. I have a six-year-old. Her name is Yaretsi Reyes. And my youngest just turned two. Her name is Camila Luna Reyes. And I was actually born in Mexico. And I lived there from one to ten. At ten years old, I immigrated here to the U.S., specifically Southern California. And I lived here since then. So from, from ten years old all the way to like 25, I wasn't able to go back to Mexico until I was like 26 and I was able to go back and, and visit family over there. And, you know, I think as part of my immigration process, I just kind of dove into what the American lifestyle is. And as I got older, I started to kind of 
discover and uncover what it is to be Mexican-American, Latino, Chicano, whatever you want to call, mm-hmm. you know, yourself. And, and I kind of started a self-discovery process. And then I've been working with a community for the last eight plus years, started working with kids in a preschool setting. Was those kids that had disabilities, whether it be autism or Down syndrome, I was supporting them. Initially, initially I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I, as with working with kids, I took a child development class in college, and it just like it blew my mind on how much growth happens within those little years. You know, if, you know they always say the first to five years of age and especially like the first year when the child is born so I was like why isn't anybody talking about this like why is it that if this is such an impactful time why don't I don't people more people know about it Mm. so that kind of started my interest in child development psychology human development and you know that's when I went into the social service field working with kids. Then I started working in behavioral health in schools where I would support students, teaching them social emotional lessons such as, you know, how to manage their emotions, how to identify their emotions, bullying prevention, all that. And then realized that even though I was helping the kids, they were still going home and the the parents also needed support. So then I started helping parents out doing, you know, parenting classes. And around the same time that I started doing the parenting classes, that's when I became a father. And I realized that I, even though I wanted to be the best father I, I, I could, I didn't have the tool, resources, or the community to do so. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up going into a fatherhood program myself as a participant Really enjoyed that. A lot, got a lot from that. I was able to facilitate that for about a year. And then realized that there's not a lot of these groups for fathers. Mm-hmm. And especially for us brown fathers where we can express ourselves, whether it be in Espanol or in English. Or, you know, just have that cultural and lived experience uh, as Latinos, Chicanos, you know. So that's why... I decided to launch Latino Tech Connection, which our mission here is a, is to inspire brown fathers to move forward and create their own legacy. And our vision is to have a community of brown fathers that are here to support each other through this fatherhood journey. And that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Basically, it's been about a year since we launched it officially. No, a little bit more, about like a year and four months. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit difficult at first to get that traction. But I feel like now more men are are getting to, to resonate with the message that we're sending. So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. I applaud you for keep doing what you're doing because I feel like oftentimes brown fathers and especially Latino dads aren't provided the space and just in general too, like fathers in general are not provided the space to really talk about the nuances that happens in their journey, right? I often see a lot more activity, a lot more traction on the motherhood side, but our society and things are shifting, right? Especially in our current generation, dads are involved, like they're very involved, but how do you provide the toolkit for them, right? Like, how do you provide the support as 
some of them may not have healed from either traumas or past experiences or lack of, you know, exposure about what fatherhood really looks like, even yeah. though they genuinely want to be a part of it. Right. Um, and so I'm really glad that you're paving that way, especially for this particular population. I see it in my husband, Alex, like I see it in you know, my cousins and the, my friends that I know who are fathers, like they really want to be involved. But oftentimes they they feel like they're pulled in different directions, right? Because they are already set societal expectations, cultural expectations. Yeah. Uh, but also it's very individual, like, you know, expectations as well that they have for themselves. And so you know, you kind of talked a little bit more about your creating Latino dad connection and, and you told us a little bit more about it. But what really inspired you to do it? Was it because of the lack of representation or was it because like through your program that you were involved in, you felt like there was a need for more? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it was it was a little bit of both. I think the program that I I was involved in really helped me start uncovering some of those things that I wanted to do as a father, but I also needed more. And also I needed a space where I can express myself in Espanol, Ingles, como yo quería. Como yo quería. And, and, and also that cultural piece, right? Having a cultural based program where we're saying, hey, we're not teaching you how to be a dad, but really within our culture, we already have a lot of tools that we can take from and add add more to that, right? So it's it's, it's not, this is not like, oh, this is the, the, the way that, you know, this evidence-based curriculum telling you how to be a dad is just like, we want you to be the best dad you can be and we already know that you have it within you mm -hmm. and let's just get together and talk about this because one of the things that i share in my groups is that i'm not a teacher i'm not a guru i'm not here to tell you how to be a dad i'm here to just hold space and learn from each other so we're all mm -hmm. students and we're all teachers and i think when we create that space for parents magic happens you know magic happens because then we feel safe to to share like, oh, dang, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this or I'm, you know, I need more support in this. And like, yeah, me too, you know? So I think that's when when real conversations start like happening. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, it's like you're validating their experiences, like, you know, like yeah. you're validating their thoughts and feelings. And that's great. I think that that takes a lot of courage, I think, and bravery especially for Latino men, like oftentimes they grew up not expressing themselves, right? Not really sharing how they mm. feel. And I've seen yeah. that, you know, with my dad, with my husband, and I'm glad that you are offering that space because, yeah, it takes a lot of courage, I think, and bravery for them to be their true authentic selves and how they can be involved in their own, through their own lived experiences and, and sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I think as Latino Latino man, I'll speak for my own experience. I was just a lot disconnected from my own emotions, my own feelings, my own corazón, mm -hmm. and felt that I siempre me tenía que yo que aguantar, verdad. And also not having the skills 
to first of all identify what I was feeling, you know, and second of all express it, and third of all express it in a healthy way because you know we can express our feelings definitely as men, but is it healthy? You know, because we can scream it out, we can punch, we can you know that's expressing our feelings, but it, it can. There's other ways to mm. to to learn how to let those feelings out. And I think it's important for us as men <clears throat> to gather together and have these healthy spaces. Before I was before I, I started doing that, I never saw that, you know, mm-hmm. within my family where men are gathering to like really express how they're feeling. It was more about like I only saw that when at the party in La Fiesta, yeah. cuando ya está con el tequila and Chente comes on. That's when we, you know, that's when we right. tap into our feelings. And, and it's like, wow, like, do we need to have all of those things in mm. place to be really to be able to tap into our feelings? Or can we do that in a healthier way? You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what yeah. we're creating. And that is so true. I feel like the tequila and the Chente is like almost like a Band-Aid, you know, or just like props that you need to have to kind of give you the sense of belonging, maybe, I don't know, or yeah, and that is so true, like you do need healthy spaces and without any other distractions or any other items that are oftentimes not going to help with the healing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, that, that's good, you know, to have that once in a while. But yeah. if that is the go to to express yourself, then there needs to be something mm-hmm. to look at. Right. And I know that was for me, like I I always needed that the liquor, the beer, the to be able to feel that I can express myself or I can, you know, give me that liquid courage and it was not until I started asking my question, well, why is it that I need this? You know, mm-hmm. why is it that I need to drink, to be able to express myself? Why can't I just express myself, you know, sober? Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, things have started to to unpack. But yeah. You have mentioned about like your program. So your platform is obviously, you know, to create uh, and break like negative family cycles and then you assist brown fathers to create their own legacy through this eight-week program which my husband was a part of and I felt that that was such a transformational moment for him especially as a new father we have a two-year-old we have a soon-to-be baby on the way as of this recording and so why do you think that programs like these are necessary and first like what is your program if you don't mind sharing yeah, thank you for for asking. So my program it's a eight week program. It's really an empowerment life coaching program where we gather with eight to ten other men in this safe space over Zoom for two hours each week, and we dive into different topics such as what does it mean to have a healthy relationship, creating intimacy, financial education healthy mental and physical habits and leaving a legacy and within this program our aim is to first of all try to bring awareness to some of the things that some of the things that men are experiencing whether it be difficult situations or joyful situations celebrations and help them 
really go from that, right? From those dark places, difficult situation, if men are struggling to see that light at the end of the tunnel. I have them move those emotions. A lot of us as men, we have suppressed a lot of these emotions such as anger, resentment, sorrow, sadness, and not knowing how to process those. And by the power of the group, when one of us shares in a vulnerable way about our experiences, it connects everybody, you know, whoever is going through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we, we have that space to be in our fields and talk about ourselves and talk about what we're going through, but then also to take action. You know, that's part of the masculine to take action and hold each other accountable in a healthy way. So, hey, man, you said you were going to stop drinking. What's going on? What happened? Are you still are you still drinking? What other supports do you need? You know, so these are these are things that we we kind of talk about. And each man kind of sets their own goals within the program. But then once again, we have that accountability because one of the things that we share in the program is that as men, we need to be men of our word or our palabra. So what does that mean to you? Like when you say something, when you tell your kids, hey, I'm going to take you to the park, do you really take them to the park or do you just say it? Mm-hmm. And if so, how are you, how are you going to, kids going to believe you next time? How are they going to build trust? So really like watch what we say and then if if we can't you know what for whatever reason think we can't do what we 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 said we're gonna do then communicate that you know why why couldn't you do it oh you know mijo you know i couldn't i have i had to stay for work late but guess what tomorrow we'll get to go Mm -hmm. you know but then also follow up with that so this is what we try to create within this program and we're changing it every time as, as more men come into our program, we're always asking them like, hey, what did you like? What did you not like? How can we make this better? So what we say is this is a, a, a program for brown dads by brown dads. So yeah, we're, we're kind of like revamping it, changing it, making it better each, each time. Yeah, that is great. That is awesome. And I'm glad that you reassess every time just so that you know that you are catering to their needs, obviously within those main pillars, right, that that you shared in, in your program. And I, I just want to thank you <laughs> for offering that space. My husband isn't very open, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. will. That's just how he was raised. He was raised to be very reserved and keep it all to himself. He obviously opens up to me, obviously, but there are times when he does struggle and And I think he's realized that, you know, through community, you can share, you know, and you have created that safe space for them. And so, yeah, I just want to thank you for offering that. And, and I see him so different now. Like, I think he's become very aware of like his emotions and, you know, his thought process. And so what would you say specifically for like a new dad, right? A new Latino dad who... Mm is currently struggling with their identity as as a padre pero también como un hombre that that kind of identity that oftentimes can create different cultural expectations right yeah 
yeah like what what would you advise them yeah that's a that's a great question you know it put me back when I was about to become a dad and I was kind of reflecting on this question mm -hmm. on you know uh, and, and struggling and I think uh, you know there's a lot of emphasis on mom rightfully so she's carrying the baby and she's going to give birth to the baby and oftentimes is like that is just in the background like okay like what about me you know <laughs> So what about that? You know, what about that? And I think the main thing is, well, first of all, bringing awareness that you would like to reflect on your own experiences, right? Because if I have dads that are not open to this and I, we had dads that and they're not open, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't like support that, you know, like until the dad is open to that, that they, they can reflect and not saying that their parents or the way that they grew up is bad or 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 it wasn't right but knowing that there may be wounds there mm. within the within that relationship so like how is that relationship to your father you know just asking that question to a, to a father can bring up a lot right or, or or if you didn't have a good relationship with your father who what what father figures did you have a good relationship with or what father figures did you see growing up that modeled so one of the first questions that we asked the dads is who were your male role models growing up and what valores did they teach you mm. so that's like the number one first question and what what does that do it makes you reflect on what does it what does it mean to be a man what does it mean to be a father within the models that you were shown, whether it be your deals, whether it be people in, on, on TV, whether it be your own father and what are the values that that comes with, right? What does it mean to, to be a dad? And every, every man has their own answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some of them are like, wow, I've never reflected on that. Okay, well, this is a good time to do so. And are you okay with that? You know, are you okay with that answer? If not, then what are the values that you want to bring into your family now that you're a father? What does that look like to you? So it, it really is a process of unlearning a lot of those behaviors, thoughts, patterns, and identities sometimes that we think what it is to be a man or a father mm -hmm. depending on our culture or the way that we grew up and obviously keeping the things that we we think are important but then not adding different or or, or more things right yeah being more and more an involved dad being a more playful dad being a healthier dad being a dad that can express his emotions you know so these are all these things that you know each man is going to decide oh you know this is what i want to do as a dad this is what i want to be as, as a father you know and then we are redefining what fatherhood kind of looks like for each of us and and kind of going towards that you know i think this is so powerful that you are validating you know their experiences but you're also kind of helping them transform like their own meaning of fatherhood 
right? Like you said, you are helping them redefine what fatherhood is. And I, and I often reflect just like the missed opportunities with our past generations. You know, I often think about my dad and he is an incredible person, but I often wonder if he was restricted because of those cultural expectations, right? And they didn't talk about this. Mm. And now I feel like in this generation, it's almost like, well, there are so many resources. There are different programs like, you know, the one that you offer through Latino Dad Connection. And I feel like it's almost like a responsibility that if we do want to change and break the cycles of trauma or, you know, the cycles of that negative parenting style, right? So that we can ensure that our future generations can hopefully can be healed or at least aware that we did the work, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so do you think that it is in, in this generation, like fathers should be responsible? Or do you think that they should give themselves grace? And then, you know, perhaps work their way through becoming this better version of themselves through their fathering? Yeah, that's a great question. And just to go back a little bit, I think, yeah, I think our parents did, you know, and I keep hearing this and I keep saying they, they did the best that they, they could with the resources they had at the moment that they, they, they lived. And a lot of our parents really, for me, coming from another country, were just trying to survive, yeah. right? Working several jobs, not knowing the language, not knowing the culture. So they really did an exceptional job because I'm alive. <laughs> and, and that's that's one of the main things, right? Now, is there tools now that we can use, that we can learn, that we can utilize? Yes, you know, we have, we're in the informational age where everybody has a cell phone and can research anything, right? And really, it is a big responsibility on, on fathers to be able to do this work. Mm-hmm. to be able to reflect on on their own journey take what they the the, the values from from their childhood and then transform or transmute the pain that they had that we have that we carry into love into peace into joy it is a big responsibility now should fathers do it I mean, it's their choice. You know, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you, you should do this. You should do that. I would love to. I encourage you. I have. I, I will help you provide that safe space. And I know that it would benefit not just you but our whole society, and more fathers would do this type of work, mm-hmm. because I know it has transformed my life, and with that, it has transformed the life of of my of my immediate family and you know, even my, my extended family. So sometimes, you know, we, we say this, but like doing this work is, is, can be life or death for some, some dads, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they are able to reflect, find different tools that they can use uh, to cope with their own emotions instead of the alternatives that we see a lot within men, which is alcohol, drugs, pornography, unfortunately, suicide you know within men uh, violence and incarceration so really is is life or death and the main thing is like anybody any dad can start working on themselves we don't have to wait until our life gets to that point 
to to start you know looking at some of the things that we can do better yeah and kind of going off of that like i actually had written this question like how can latino fathers heal from that like either from masking themselves or healing from their past traumas that they've endured and that way they can be fully present right and and being involved in their fatherhood journey do you have kind of like some tips about that in terms of how they can heal yeah definitely i think so a lot of us as men like you were saying we mask or we cope with different substances to go away from feeling to you know suppress that feeling whatever that might be and the way that we can transform that feeling or transmute the feeling is to face it and 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 feel what does it feel to be angry what does it feel to be sad what does it feel to feel sorrow you know and it it can be scary to go through that those feelings on our own you know but that's that's why it's so important to have a community and men that had been through not not the same journey as you but something similar and have seen the other side and they can guide you through those feelings hey I understand what the, your those feelings are and, and I understand what you're going through but guess what on the other side there's something different there's there's joy there's there's beauty there's peace because we don't have to carry those feelings anymore los podemos soltar los podemos dejar ir how does that look like for men? It can look like screaming. It can look like crying. It can look like punching. You know, it, it might be look look a lot different for a man to release that energy compared to a woman. You know, and it's okay. There's no right or wrong way. So we don't go too much into that in our eight week program because really our eight week program is very introductory to like self-regulation, self, like learning how to express ourselves and things like that. But it, it really, sometimes it, it starts that journey for men of like the reflecting and healing. And then we can refer them to like a therapist or do some other work. Or it can just be that we have, we've had men that they've been doing healing work for so long, but they never done it as a group. And now they're, they want to do it as a group. And it's a lot different because now you're being witnessed. You're not just healing on your own, but you're being witnessed by a group and, and other people are seeing you. Wow. And it's just interesting that it's all got to do with dealing our emotions, right? like really recognizing how we feel, what we're thinking, you know, like, again, what you're the work that you're doing is just great because, yeah, that could be like an initial step for a transformational process and and yeah and i think building comunidad it's like you're not only doing this on your own but it's almost like you are given that accountability and i really love that piece that you do like when alex talked about his accountability partner i'm like oh you have an accountability partner that is awesome <laughs> because yeah like that is a great way to check in and and really you know, I always call it like challenging with care, right? Like you're challenging each other, but making sure that you're, you know, sticking to what you said and that way you can care for that person if in case they're struggling or if in case, you know, they need that extra push. 
And yeah, so I, again, I cannot say how thankful I am to have found your platform, but also just like the, the change that you are making, you know, for these men. And in terms of your program, how often do you offer them, you know, during yeah. the year or yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Great question. Um, and by the way, a lot of men tell me like, oh my gosh, you've changed my life or, you know, thank you for, for this and that. And I, I always tell them like, I didn't change your life. You change your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just here providing a space, but you as men, we have to do our own work. Yes. Right. So it, it, it you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's not necessarily me that I'm doing anything. I'm providing the space and asking the question, but you, you're changing your own life. And that's, that's important because that's in the empowerment that they have the ability to, to change their lives, even when I'm not there, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want men to rely on, on that. And then in terms of our program, yeah, right now we're offering it three times a year. We kind of have a, a fall semester that kind of starts around September. And then we start back in January for the other eight weeks. And then the last one we start around, we're actually going to start, well, in May, we start one in May. And then we kind of take a couple breaks during the year in the summer uh, to be with their family and then in the Christmas break to be with their family. But we are adding more facilitators. We just got a, another. He's actually a, one of our compadres that went through the program twice. And he's a fatherhood coach and he's got like a master's degree. So I'm like, yeah, let's have him facilitate some of these programs. Because what I want to do, hopefully, is to expand this, right? So have these more available for men. So they're going to be doing a a a cohort and then i'm gonna i'm gonna start a spanish one so voy a empezar uno en español mm -hmm. para tener esa uh, accesibilidad para las, uh, los papás que hablan español so that's kind of like the goal right it's continuing to expand continuing to to be able to provide these spaces the more the more the the, the best we can i should say yes, yes. that's yeah. awesome especially for los hispanohablantes because i feel like that that is a big need you know because mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't just think that it's just like the the bilingual or monolingual population who identifies as Latino, right? Like, I think that would really help heal many, many people <laughs> in our community. So, yeah, that's awesome. And so kind of in spirit of celebrating Father's Day this month on the Viva La Mami podcast, what is your meaning of padrehood? Wow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I've been asked that question. But by the way, I love that word. I think this is probably like the first time I hear it. Fatherhood. Yeah. It's like, it's like father. I call it madrehood, but I'm like, you know what? I'm a fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, we're from the hood. There you go. We're from the fatherhood. Yeah. So fatherhood. So you bien padre. So you bien padre. Fatherhood. It probably means this lifelong journey of learning for me of allowing myself to to be open to new experiences to be open to tapping more into my myself and my emotions you know and also what i hope it is is it's a community you know that i don't have to do this on my own that i don't have to go through fatherhood fatherhood 
on my own, that I can rely on my compadres when I'm having a hard time, which I have, you know, been able to rely on, on them when I'm not, when I'm not doing well to have, you know, a talk, a charla and, and be able to support each other, just how I support them, you know, they support me. So yeah, I think it, it has opened me up to a greater community, a greater view of what life is and appreciation of what life is because I think I, I am able to be more grateful for just the little things, you know, just waking up next to my daughter or just seeing my daughter like singing or seeing my daughter, you know, like doing something new. And it's just like, wow, that's like something that I am really taking in, you know? So it's just, mm. it's been a beautiful, beautiful experience. I know that was a super long, no, <laughs> long answer, but that's what I'm like, you know, that's what yeah. I, I wanted to share. Absolutely. No, thank you for sharing that. And and it's great that you are present with, with your girls. Porque, yeah, you know, we do think about how we were parented with, with our families, with our parents. It was all survival mode, right? It was like, yeah, you know, just work, work, work. And it's almost like, well, okay, what happens? You know, and sometimes I still act like my inner child because it's almost like I needed that extra attention. <laughs> and I still yeah. do, verdad? Mm -hmm. Pero it's telling, right? Because my my mom worked, my dad worked, verdad? And, mm. and we never had the opportunity to play as much as how Alex and I do with our son, yeah. right? And, and yeah, it's just beautiful how, you know, in our generation, at least we are being very intentional and, mm. and how you are being present, you know, with, with your girls. So kudos to you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, you know, I try to practice what I preach, but I don't always do it just yeah. to be honest, yeah. Yeah. you know, I am always uh, catching myself, you know, but yeah, I, I think it, it's about intention and, and continuing to, to take it one day at a time, y poco a poquito, you know, getting better, getting better every day. So what is one tip of advice you would give to a Latino dad? I think one tip of advice is give yourself self, self love, self care that you deserve it. You know, you deserve it. And I'm just telling myself this because that's what I need to hear right now is that mm. it's okay to rest sometimes it's okay to take a break it's okay to play it's okay to laugh it's okay to cry you know just just allow yourself to feel and let your your emotions guide whatever needs to be ha happen as a way to release you know whatever you're you're experiencing but then also you know get back on the horse and and get 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 to get to work so it's, it's like this balance you know of being our masculine and being very you know vamonos and protectors and providers and warriors and being in our feminine so like learning that balance has been really key for for me to to not be both in both you know at the same time that's a great answer. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Well, Efrain, where can people follow you and the Latino Dad Connection? Yeah, thank you so much. So right now we're very active on Instagram. 
I know people have been telling me to go to TikTok. I have, we have a TikTok. We just haven't posted a lot there. You know, I can barely handle Instagram right now yes. with my daughters and other stuff that I'm doing. So Latino dad underscore connection. We do have a website, latinodadconnection.org. We do have a podcast and I would love to have you join me in my podcast one day and interview <laughs> you. And it is Latino Dad Connection, a podcast. So we just, you know, talk about fatherhood there basically and healing and what does that mean for, for us Latinos. So I'd love for you to check us out there and, you know, send us a DM if you have any questions. Again, thank you so much for, first of all, being here. I know that you're very busy because you're initiating your eight-week program pretty soon. Pero yes. también, I really appreciate you creating this platform. I know that it is a lot of work, mm. you know, experiencing this myself with Viva La Mami, but it's just very, very needed. And, and know that all of the effort and hard work that you're putting in, like, it is very appreciated. So I just wanted to tell you that because, yeah, like... This all comes out of need and especially representation within our comunidad. And mm. yeah, I think it's time for us to build community, but also to heal right from our past experiences and how we can move forward in our own fatherhood and, and motherhood journeys. So thank you for doing this. No, <laughs> no. And I want to thank you. I know your podcast is mostly for gear towards moms and i love it you know i think it does the most support that moms get the better but also let's not forget about dads you know and mm -hmm. let's not forget about that dads can also support other dads you know yes so that's what we're here for i love that you're highlighting dads in, in this month i want to say happy father's day to all the dads and like you were saying every day is father's day but especially yeah. in june happy father's day to you and you are already a great father thank you so much for being here i really appreciate it Muchas gracias. thank you for tuning in to the viva la mami podcast if you like this episode make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you if you really loved it share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit vivalamami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. <laughs>